people put a lot of thought into being child-free because it's a daily, lifelong decision to be child-free. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm really excited. Today, we are speaking with Cody Hetzel. Is that how you say your last name? It is. It's like pretzel with an H. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Who, if you don't already know, I'm guessing you'll probably know something that he's had a hand in. Um, Cody is the creator of the micro networking site, Child Free Family where he launched the first interactive map to help child-free people find others around the world, which is awesome. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. In 2020, he co-founded Child-Free Convention, a live virtual worldwide event celebrating the child-free lifestyle. And in 2022, he co-founded Child-Free Media, a network leading the conversation for those interested in the child-free lifestyle. Cody lives with his wife in the state of Georgia in the United States. Welcome, Cody. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the the invite. Yeah, it's been awesome to get to know you. um, And it's a real honor to have you on the podcast. You have done so much for this community and, and really in a short span of time, I think like, you know, we've got the date 2020 or the years here, 2020, 2022, Mm -hmm. like you have been doing a lot in a little, in a little time. And on behalf of the child-free community, I just want to say thank you. I think it's really incredible. So. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to keep talking about the work that you are have done, are doing in the child-free space. So I'm curious, is there anything you want to say about who you are outside of the child-free community? Like, what did you do before? Before all of this, uh, my wife and I ran a business and we sold it in 2019, okay. which was right before COVID hit. Um, and so we were looking for, you know, what do we, what do we want to do? Like, you know, we have the opportunity um, to, to focus on some passion projects and my wife wanted to get back into art. And so she paints pet portraits and that kind of got us into uh, dog walking and pet sitting just kind of for fun, just to get us out of the house and our neighborhood's pretty tight knit. So, you know, seeing neighbors and their dogs and cats and fish and 200 pound pigs or whatever they had. <laughs> and uh, we're workaholics. So you'll, you'll find out like through the things that I did, like once I do something, I have, I have to do it. And so it became, you know, an LLC, it's a business. Like it, you know, it's got taxes that we have to do for, you know, walking dogs and all that fun stuff. And from there I was like, well, what do I want to kind of do? And so I really wanted to get more involved in the child-free communities. Like you had mentioned, you know, kind of, founding these things really around the year of 2020, 2019, 2018, even before then, but not really getting involved until I kind of had that freedom. Like once we had sold the business, it let me focus more on the child-free lifestyle. I started to get involved as a voyeur, like behind the scenes, like a lot of people just joining Facebook groups or, you know, uh, reading posts and and different forums that were out there back in like 2014. So that's, that was my, that's when I first quote unquote, discovered the child-free community. I had no idea it had a name. Um, I just knew that my wife and I didn't 
plan on having kids, didn't want kids. And uh, all of a sudden it's like, oh, there, there's a community just like almost everybody else. We just find out about it. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it sounds like, you know, you'd sort of been interacting in spaces like Facebook groups since 2014, Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. in selling your business and having more time that opened up this can of worms. No, you can say that. Yeah, yeah. Realm of possibility. (laughs) So you did mention here that, you know, you and your wife always were, you were married, you knew you didn't want to have kids. Um, Was there a certain point for you personally that you knew you didn't want kids or how did that go for you? I guess the way I I like to say it is, it's not that I I didn't know I didn't want to have kids. It's that I didn't know I had to have kids because everyone is basically told, you know, the life script of go to school, get a job, get married, have kids. So it's like, well, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. So uh, it wasn't until I met my wife, I had started dating someone who, uh, we had the conversation of, of what's our future going to be like and kids not being a part of that. And we were both on board, like right there. Like, it's like, hey, yeah, that, that sounds like a great, a great life, a great idea. Let's, let's just, you know, me and you against the world. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you at any point really have anyone pressuring you in your life? Like I know sometimes family or, uh, friends, I don't know, they can make little comments. Did you, have you ever experienced any of that? I would say it, back when I was in the corporate world, um, before we started our business, um, I used to work in a retirement community. And so I dealt with senior citizens a lot. And of course, you know, it can be very family oriented talking with grandma and grandpas. And so they would, you know, like when we first got married, it's like, oh, it's a, when are you having kids? And, you know, again, not knowing about the child for community that it was even a thing. I just kind of sloughed it off saying, oh, we're not ready yet. We're, we're just enjoying being married. Like, you know, that'll come down. Like, I didn't want to tell them, I want to tell some sweet little ladies I'm not having kids. I will now. But I, again, <laughs> I, I didn't know how to handle that question. Just like a lot of people, yeah. and it, it, it's an awkward situation, but no one really grilled me about, it's like, well, you need to have kids before it's too late or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't have to go through well, it, too it, much. Well, yeah. And that's just one of the big differences between the the uh, men and women experience and speaking as in cisgender uh, men and women experience where the guys were kind of given a pass. Like if, if we don't want kids, it's like, oh, okay, like, uh, but you know, from what I've seen in the community and talking to a lot of child-free women, uh, it's a totally different story. Yeah. And it's been, it's interesting to get to hear the other perspective because here on the podcast, I primarily interviewed women. Um, I'm starting to thankfully get some more uh, child-free cisgendered men on the podcast. I mean, I'm open to any, anyone I want to, I think the more stories and experiences to share, the better, but it's been really interesting to sort of hear the other side. And, you know, I've had some assumptions like, well, it doesn't seem like men are getting the same sort of questions and um, prods. Well, and correct me, hey, any any dudes out there, you know, yeah. in the comment section, e- email Anna, let her know if you've been, you know, grilled by people. But for the most part, I, from what I've seen and heard, seen personally and experienced and heard from other child for men, we're not pressured. It's just yeah. society doesn't check us like it checks our counterparts. All right. Well, there you have it. No, no. (laughs) Um, So I am curious, what inspired you to really begin 
you know, I know you, you mentioned that you, um, had the time after selling your business, but what really inspired you to, to get as involved to the level that you are in the child-free community? I've always been one to kind of want to fixing. Isn't the right word. I don't, it's, there's nothing to fix, but there's definitely like maybe a more of an architectural role, like building something there, there was definitely a need. And so the way that I saw things is um, just like with child-free family, it, I constantly saw people asking, where's everybody at? Where does everybody live? I want to make more friends. And so that's where the idea of I'll just create a website that has a map on it that people can join and pop up on the map. And so it all started from there and it's kind of snowballed into, okay, well, they're, you know, talking with uh, Jared Hansen, who runs um, Best Child for Life Facebook group. Him and I were talking once on Facebook and he's like, you know, I think I want to put some kind of a online convention together. I'm like, let's do it. And so from there, we started the child free convention and Lenora came on board. And so we co-founded that uh, Lenora Faye, for those who don't know from child free girls. And um, yeah, so that was like the next step. And then the next step from there uh, just became child free media, where it's like, we want to help people find content, consume content, create content. And again, there's not, there's a void, there's nothing out there like that. And so I'm the kind of sucker to volunteer to help do it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and in a space like the child-free community, where it feels like there's a lot of voids, do you ever feel overwhelmed? Like, are you ever looking at all the things that are needed or the possibility? Like, how, is that how your brain works? Or do you sort of just focus on what you're doing and what you've picked at the moment? There, yeah, there's a lot of places to to focus on. Um, with with me, it's kind of tackling one thing at a time, like the map. Okay, got the map. Good, done. Um, we need to get a bigger conversation going, you know, and start, you know, the, the the questions within our community and outside our community. So convention happens, done. And then then we've got, you know, if you think of content creators like yourself and, and other ones, you know, we have all these great people making content, but it's, they're islands and we're all separated and we're all doing our own thing. So let's try to find a way to at least harness that energy into a focal point and, you know, get that out there. And so it's all about getting the message more known and people more comfortable hearing um, the term child-free, which, it, it, you know, hopefully it will be more accepted in the future. It, hopefully within the next, you know, three to five years, it will be more widely accepted than it is now. It's, it's constantly gaining traction. What to focus on next, it's the there's so many things, <laughs> but, but for now, like it, it's, it, it's just trying to get, get people talking. That's the biggest thing is to, you know, get recognition that it's not a lifestyle to be fearful of, you know, we're not, we're not trying to convert people to be child-free. Um, I like to say that the child-free community accepts, we don't recruit. So mm. if you, if you are child-free, we welcome you, it, but we're not out trying to convert people to be child-free. Right. Oh, I love that. That's a really good way to put it. Mm. Speaking of the term child free, when we mm. talked previously, um, mm. you made some really great distinctions about the spelling of child free and what it means when it's like it is on your shirt. And for those who aren't seeing the footage of this, it's child free, no space. Uh, it's a great shirt, by the way. It, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and then with a space, versus with a hyphen and the various meanings that go with each spelling. Can you speak to that? 
if there is anything that I can accomplish for the child free community, it's just to get a base level understanding of the definition of child free. And that's starting with how it's spelled. If you, you know, type in any search engine, child free, the various ways it comes up on Wikipedia, dictionary.com, Webster's, doesn't matter. It's almost always different. The definition is almost always slightly different. Uh, sometimes they say child space free. Sometimes it's child hyphen free. Sometimes it's child free as one word. And that's what it should be, in my opinion, because it it's a lifestyle. It's a community. It's essentially a new word. It didn't exist really before. Um, if you say, in my opinion, child space free or child hyphen free, that's something more useful for like an event or a venue like a child-free wedding, a child-free restaurant, a child-free resort, even though we don't like hearing it, but parents saying that they're on a child-free date, you know, parents, please don't hijack our term, but it, <laughs> I, we, we see that in, you know, in uh, social media posts, hashtag child-free from parents, but they don't realize that they're using their incorrect hashtag, let alone you can't put spaces and hyphens in a hashtag. So yeah, if I can have anything accomplished, it's just that we get a clear definition of what child-free is. And even further than that, a lot of definitions basically say that child-free is not having kids, which is the same thing technically as childless. And as we all know in the child-free community, child-free and childless are different. We're cousins in some regards, but we're different. We're not the same community. Child-free people, in my opinion, have accepted that they will not have children going into the future, whereas a childless person may want a child in the future or is actively trying to have a child in the future. And so there's definitely a distinction there. And I just wish that uh, media publications and definition resources would kind of get it right. Yeah, it would be very nice. Like if there was some universal understandings of these. It, it would be, yeah. Like uh, all, all the other stuff aside, the convention, if I could just get the definition <laughs> like nailed down for the community like that, like if anyone that wants to help, if you're a, a Wikipedia wizard, like, you know, let's get that fixed. Like wherever we can start fixing it, let's try. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's petition Webster. So you're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So as we've been talking about, you have this knack or skill for spotting gaps and launching whatever is needed, as you did with the map in the child-free family and then the convention and now child-free media. So my first question is, where do you get the energy to do so many things? <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm just a machine. I don't know. Like my, my wife, like I, I can be working. I'm a night owl. So I could, I could ah. work until two in the morning if I had to, and I would not want to wake up before nine, but uh, I can work off like four hours of sleep and I'm, I'm okay. So I, again, just kind of a workaholic mentality. I just, but I love it. Like, that's the thing. Like I, I love doing it. I have the passion for it. And to me, it just needs to be done. Like it, it has to be done. And I welcome any help from anyone out there listening. Uh, you know, feel free to definitely reach out if there's a project you you want help with. I'm, I'll do what I can to help. Or if you want to help me on one of these things that I've got going on and I'm all for it. Uh, collaborations is the key. Like that's the, the child free community is so fragmented that we have to start forming bonds and putting the web together to start gaining traction as, as a community and moving forward. Yeah. And thank you for creating places to do that. Like the convention and the map of the, like, I see the theme too, in all the work that you're doing is ways to bring everyone together. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to shut, you know, Facebook down or take over Reddit or like those sites are always going to exist, but I wanted to give a place that was like a potential home for us, something that, that can't just get shut down because um, as a lot of child-free spaces have just been shut down in the past um, because they, they might be determined as quote unquote hate speech, you know, just for having the word child-free in it. Um, and next thing you know, that Facebook group is gone because someone decided to flip the switch and it doesn't exist anymore. So yeah, I wanted child-free family to kind of be at least a home base where, you know, just get a profile, get on the map. I feel kind of bad because it's not a super active community. I wish it was, but I know people are busy and there's so much to consume out there, but at least get your placeholder, like at least be there. We all went through the great Instagram, Facebook crash of 2022, just earlier this year where everything went down for like a day and people were losing their minds. But, you know, there's some places where Facebook can't reach, you know, like, you know, China and Russia aren't Facebook friendly, but my website can get in there, I guess. So um, there's, there's places where, you know, it, it does help to have kind of a, a smaller foothold that's not on the radar. Yeah. And in case we haven't mentioned it, it's free to, it's free. Super- totally free. I'm a sucker. I give <laughs> everything away. There's like no charge for anything. <laughs> and it's super quick to make a profile. I did it after we talked like a week ago. And um, when you showed me the map and just to see the, the little markers all over the map, all over the world mm-hmm. was really, was really incredible. And mm-hmm. it does like, it gives you, I don't know, it was kind of like a goosebump chills moment of like, wow, we really are everywhere. And that, that's what I love is it's kind of the visual effect. Like that's why, again, if we can just have everyone join that site just to have a visual representation. So when people, you don't feel alone. And so if, you know, someone's looking for, it's like, well, how big is this community? I'm like, oh, wow, look at all these little pings, like everywhere. It doesn't matter. You know, if it's in America, in Europe, in South America, in Africa, in Australia, Indonesia, it doesn't matter. Like we've got people all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I think that I started this with a first question. So here's the second question. Okay. <laughs> Going back to, to all the things that you've been working on, is there an overarching goal or vision that you are working towards? Um, kind of like I mentioned, they're just kind of stepping stones. Everything that I've done has led to the next thing. So, uh, you know, what's the next thing after child-free media? There, there's some ethereal thoughts out there. Like we need, we need a child-free app. There's no app for Mm child-free people. And Mm -hmm. I would love to develop child-free family into being an app version. Right now it's just a basic website. You know, there, there's no algorithm. It's not tracking your phone. Like I don't, I don't keep your, I don't care about your data. Like it just exists there, but we need an app. So it's easier to use on a phone. You just click a button and check, you know, the map or if you had messages or want to, you know, find a child-free friend. If you're traveling to a new country and you want to get like the inside track from a child-free person, that's kind of like why it's there. Um, So an app is really the next thing that probably needs to exist, but that's a big financial investment. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there's only so much that I can do. So if anyone wants to help sponsor something like that, I I wouldn't shy away from it and I would put my energies behind it. But right now that that's a future goal just because of the substantial amount that it would take to get that off the ground. Everything else that I'm doing is primarily time and energy. And I've, I've got that in and aces. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, we should definitely, uh, talk because the app has been something I've been very 
intrigued by not that I have the capital but uh I've always been thinking like what about a kickstarter or mm-hmm. something crowdfund it somehow yeah, yeah. It, it just needs to exist like, yeah again, one of those things that needs to happen yeah absolutely and maybe we've touched on this already but is there an overarching like hope or or dream you have for the child-free community at large and if so what would that be I think just acceptance just plain flat out acceptance when you can go to a, a party or a work event, whatever. And someone's like, Oh, Hey, do you have kids? Cause you're going to get asked no matter what. Cause it's the easiest talking point ever. Um, and you say no, and you don't have to say anything else. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Like it, that's the goal. Like that's the, the, hopefully one day we can get to that to where it's just, it's, it's okay that someone chooses not to have kids. I mean, you know, we're not hurting anybody. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious, just like with the projects and the work that you've done, you know, like now you have two conventions under your belt. I think from what I understand, like you're someone who's very willing to connect and with other people in the child-free space and collaborate, like you said. My question is like, what have been, you know, from all the people you've communicated with in this space and the things you've heard or seen, like what has been the most inspiring or surprising or like what have been some of the biggest things you've learned from the work that you've done and are um, doing? Recognizing that there's a, a lot of work that needs to go into it and recognizing the talent that we've lost from people that were creating child-free content that used to have podcasts, that used to have vlogs, used to have blogs, used to be visible in the community for one reason or another, uh, whether it be time, money, you know, or just, you know, ran out of energy or all the three, they've gone away. And so we've lost this talent and these voices. And so that's one thing that I've recognized and is one of the driving forces why I think we need to be able to get more people collaborating, more people working together, kind of share the workload of getting this information out there. Because as you know, you know, doing a podcast yourself, it's an immense amount of work that goes behind it. And, um, you know, I, I would love for you to get tens of thousands of downloads and views for every episode as soon as you drop it. But we know that we're, we're years away from something like that happening. And so how can we help it get there faster? That's really what's driving me right now is how can we help people be heard, be found, be recognized, be appreciated? Yeah, I so appreciate that outlook and that way of approaching it like mm-hmm. I think because you're right there have been um I mean I'm very new to the space and I I really want to continue like I, I don't want to go anywhere I don't want to sure. have to quit because I you know because money at the end of the day we need it to mm-hmm. to live but yeah like to think of all those who have started and stopped for for whatever reason it just didn't pan out um I don't want to like downplay the the efforts of the giants who've come before us as well. You know, the Amy Blackstones, the Laura Carrolls, um, yeah. Marsha Drett Davis, people who have put themselves out there and and authored books and things of that nature. Um, you know, we we definitely are on the shoulders of giants, but we need a head. Like we have to move forward, and so it's going to take that next generation of you know whether it be everyone from Instagram, TikTok, whatever the next social media 
thing is we we need those new voices and it is exciting to see that there are people creating child free content in those spaces that are you know quote unquote unknown i consider myself an unknown still but they're unknowns it's like oh this is great it's a new person let's support that person how can we do it how can we how can we get them found and the algorithm is the devil like it's going to keep content away from you like I can post content for my own stuff and I won't even see it on my feeds because the algorithm doesn't want to tell me or my wife won't even see the content that I'm putting out there because the algorithm doesn't, I mean, again, it's it's the algorithm. It's all whatever's going to make money for that company behind the scenes. So we've got to find a way to work around that and to, you know, of course the Facebook or Meta or whatever, TikTok, they're not going to change their algorithms for us. So that's where like, again, the child-free media idea came out. Well, how can we work together for ourselves and make this happen? Yeah. And as someone who has been a content creator, I guess, I, I don't think of myself that way, I, but I, I suppose that it's is- It's the only term I can think of. For it, it is what it's... I, but you're right. Yeah. I'm like, that is at the end of the day, that is what I do. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Like getting to know you, getting to know Lenora, getting to know just like, I mean, all the people I've had on this podcast, the more child-free people and other child-free content creators I've gotten to know, the less alone I felt and the more, I guess, rooted I feel mm-hmm. and able to like keep going and also and motivated like, to move and motivated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, exactly. So it's huge. That community is huge. And I think that's really important. So if you're out there thinking about creating, do it, just create, say something, even if it's a one-off reel or YouTube video or whatever, like if I can find it, I'm going to try to find some way to promote it. So, you know, uh, you know, message us, let us know, uh, child free media at Gmail, just child free media and say, Hey, I'm I'm starting up a podcast or whatever. Let us know you exist. And we're going to try our best to promote anybody and everything we can that, that can consume child free lifestyle. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Go do it. And then reach <laughs> out to Cody, <laughs> which actually, so how can people follow and support your work if they aren't uh, already? It, it, gosh, it depends on which avenue. The best way is to get a hold of me in general would be through one of the child-free family streamy thing. I don't know, like uh, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, or just the, the website in general. Hey, I've got a profile there. Imagine that. So that's probably one of the easiest ways is just, you know, register on childfreefamily.com, get a profile. Um, you can always message info at childfreefamily.com. That'll get to me directly. Uh, but then also, yeah, the child free conventions there, child free media is there. Oh, I mean, you mentioned the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah. Buy child free, buy child free. B U Y child free, B Y child free. It's a clothing brand that I started with Lucas Cheney, who runs hashtag no kids shop. Basically, what happened is I saw again another need. It's like, well, there's not a lot of child free apparel out there. So let me create that too. So I started creating shirts and stuff. And then I saw that Lucas was already doing it and he had been doing it for years. Like he was kind of like old school, like creating child-free shirts um, before it was all over like Etsy and Amazon and all that stuff. And so I just reached out to Lucas because I love collaborating. I'm like, hey, why don't we just form one entity? And so my child-free family shop merged with his uh, no kids shop and we became buy child-free, buy child-free. And the goal there is to find other quote unquote brands, whether it be 
the, the child free girls or international child free day is coming on board as one of our brands, we're going to create shirts for them. And so by coming to one place, again, I, I guess it's a funnel system. That's kind of my goal right now is to try to funnel people to one place to benefit the child free community the most, you know, there's tons of shirts out there. If you just Google child free t-shirt, you'll see, you'll, you'll be taking to Etsy, but who is that person that's making that shirt? Is it even a child-free person, you know, that you would be supporting my whole thought with buy child-free, buy child-free, and I'll call it BCBC from here because it's shorter. So the, <laughs> the whole thought with BCBC is that at least, you know, you're supporting a child-free effort through right. buying that item, sticker, shirt, what a hat, whatever it might be. So yeah, that's another thing that I have done. Thankfully with the help of, of Lucas um, and our cool brands that we have that have come on board with, with that effort. But again, yeah, it's just another void that I saw that needed some boosting up and some help with. So hopefully that'll kind of keep going and doing what it's doing. And hopefully that can help support brands and people that are creating content as well down the road. Cause it can be difficult to just create content and say, Oh, well, I also, I want to have merchandise and sell t-shirts, but then you're only selling to your audience. Whereas with the BCBC model, if we can get everybody putting all of their brands in one place, it's like a little mini Amazon or Etsy for just us, just child-free stuff. And yeah, you're, you're, you're helping the good cause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love like, it's like a hub where you can find the child-free shirt that fits you and it might, you know, and then like find a new creator that you might not have found just typing hashtags into Instagram or going yeah. to Etsy or, yeah. you know. I mean, you could, you could literally find a new podcast to listen to just by yeah. going, I didn't know this podcast exists. Who, who is this person? And there you go. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So I did put out as you had suggested. I went to my Instagram stories. I put out a question to my followers saying I was going to have a child-free man on the podcast and what questions do they have? So you are now the voice of all child-free cis heterosexual. No, I'm kidding. All right. Here we go. No, no pressure. pressure. No pressure at all. I got this. Okay. So are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. The first question, what solidified your decision to be child-free? For me and my experience, it was meeting my future wife and finding out that I didn't have to have a child or I wasn't going to be pressured to have a child by my partner. I think that's that's what really solidified it for me. A lot of people might say, well, I've known since I was six that I didn't want to play with dolls and be a mom. Or a lot of men say the same thing. It's like, well, I knew since I was a child that I didn't want to be a father. With me, I was, you know, like I mentioned before, I'd go through the life script, thought, I would, you know, kids were a thing. And then when I found out that was an option, I was like, that's the golden ticket. Like, that's yeah. awesome. That's the life that I want for myself versus the life that society wants me to have. Right. Yeah. I relate to that a lot also. Okay. Next up is, do you feel that women face more backlash than men when choosing to be child-free and why? I mean, I, I don't want to like downplay men too much, but it, because men have it easy. Society has made it very easy to become a father. And I use that term like in quotes because they can literally walk away from the child and society expects it to fall on the shoulders of the mother to raise that child. So yeah, women definitely have it worse as far as backlash goes of announcing that they're child free and don't want kids because it's like, well, you're supposed to, um, you know, that you're not a real woman unless you look into right. your child's eyes and smell their little head. And again, I, I kind of get all that, but as a man, we don't receive that because men aren't seen in society as 
the nurturer provider for the child, the man scene is more still the hunter type of mentality. We'll go make money and just, you know, keep the kid clothed through that means versus like giving love and support. Now I've got a lot of friends that are dads, great dad, amazing dads are great at what they do. And it's like, but, but would I want that lifestyle? No, I wouldn't. And I don't get checked for it, but women it's like, well, why aren't you having two, three, four kids? Like it's society's fault. <laughs> so, you know, and again, it's kind of like I mentioned before, one of the overarching goals that I want to have is that one day it's okay to say that you child-free and it's just, it's accepted because people understand what that term means, that, that it wasn't a decision taken lightly. People put a lot of thought into being child-free because it's a daily lifelong decision to be child-free. Even if you get sterilized, you could, you could still adopt a child. You could foster a child, whatever it might be. You can still take that parental role almost at any time in your life. So every day you have to wake up and kind of check the box in your head. Hey, am I happy being child-free? Uh, yeah. So you, you kind of keep going. And that's something I think society doesn't understand. It's not something that we just on a whim said, oh, I just don't want to have kids just because of whatever reason society wants to think we don't. It's a, a valid decision. It's something that we've all thought about time and time again. You know, every now and then you'll see these articles come up. It's like, oh, the top reasons why people don't have kids. There's usually one big main reason and it's different for everybody. It could be economical. It could be the environment. It could be um, you just don't want to like, and that, the, that to me is the best answer. Like you just don't, you don't want to, you don't have to, yeah. and it just needs to be accepted. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my long answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> that was fabulous. <laughs> okay. Next one. How often do you get the, what you don't want kids with pearl clutching disgust? I, that was all part of the question. How was part of How's it? How's <laughs> Again, I can only speak as it from a male perspective. We don't get that. At least I don't get that. Usually and it depends, I guess, I don't know, machismo, bravado, whatever it is. If someone asks me if I have kids, I, I'll just flat out say, no, I'm child-free by choice. And that almost stops them. And just adding that extra little child-free by choice on there, mm. I don't know what it is, but I'm not then like checked. Like no one's like, oh, really? Like, why not? Like if there's a guy there, it's almost like a wink and a fist bump that good for you. Like, right don't <laughs> so, and, and they're and, and they're a dad and some women will they'll, they'll they'll say the same thing it's like oh good for you like yeah whatever but um yeah as as uh as a man being child free uh, i'm not checked and blame society i mean again it's like it, it, we can say male privilege but i mean I'm, I'm not doing anything to garner that response that's just what i get as a response yeah okay this one is asking do women also ask you all the time when are you having kids no, no, never. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, well, not never, never is a strong word. Usually the only time I might be asked is if I'm somewhere with my wife, they'll ask if we have kids, but oh, if, sure. it, if it's just me again, it might just be a casual. It's like, Oh, you know, do you have kids or whatever? And if I say no, that it's just accepted. And I don't know, it's, it's all in how you carry yourself. Maybe when you say it, if I sound pretty sure of myself when I say it, and I'm just not challenged, I'm not saying that women don't do that. I'm sure women are screaming from the rooftops that I'm child-free, leave me alone. Stop asking this question. Um, but the person asking is unrelenting and want they want a response and they want to know why. And I think it's because the person asking the question wants validation for their life if they have a child mm -hmm. and they want to feel your approval of them having that child. And by you saying that you don't want children, 
like they take it as an insult. Like, it's like, well, then you must think less of me in my life when it's like, I don't think about you in your life at all. Like, <laughs> so, you know, it, it, you do you be happy. Like, that's fine. Have, have one kid, have five kids. I'm not an antinatalist. Your kids can fight for clean air and water in the future with other kids. Like that's, that's up for the future. Yeah, that's a really good point. What you were saying there about whoever's asking the question, it's about them more than it is about you. Yeah. They, um, they want an affirmation. And if they don't get the affirmation, they want a reason. They, like they'll, they might just assume that I'm sterile. Like not, not even that I've chosen to sterilize myself. They might just assume I can't have kids. And maybe right. like, you know, asking a guy that question and you hear that, oh, I'm, I'm child-free and not really understanding what the term is, you might be like, oh, well, Cody can't have kids. So I'm going to leave this question alone. Right. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever been told don't leave it too late as a man, or is it just women that get asked that? I, again, I think that's definitely more women than men, just because men can have children longer into life. And so I think a lot of people will be like, oh, well, you know, He'll have a kid when he's 60. Like, it's, why? I don't yeah. know, but people do. Um, so yeah, I, I think across the board for most men, we're, we're not necessarily given the don't wait too long question, unless it's in regards to don't wait too long for the fact of having kids is tiring. And as you get older, you're not going to want to deal with that. Like, you yeah. know, you, you know, you don't want to be like old dude dealing with toddler kid. So that, that is the angle that if anything I've heard or men have heard in the child-free space before is like, you know, well, don't wait too long in that regard, not because you can't have kids, but it'll be a different animal to wrangle <laughs> if, you wait, <laughs> if you wait longer. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I use the term animal. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, I didn't mean it like a children or animals, but you know, whatever. Kind of <laughs> I'm going to get hate mail now. <laughs> This is sort of the same that we've already, so if you feel like you've answered this, we can skip it, but it says, when you tell people you don't want or have kids, are they shocked and judgmental? They're not. They might be inquisitive, but like I said, when they ask me, or it seems like they, when they ask a guy and they get the no answer, they kind of drop the question. Like they, they don't want to pry. Maybe they, they're worried of like shattering my, my fragile male ego by like finding out I can't have kids. Like I should be ashamed of it. Like, Hey dudes out there, if you can't have kids, there's nothing to be ashamed of about that. But society thinks you're not a real man. Like the, again, it's like it's society's scope of what it takes to be a human being. And people don't want to pry with a man, whether or not he can have children. Hmm. That's interesting, especially because it feels like they won't give up until they know <laughs> Mm -hmm. for women well, like why why aren't you having kids mm -hmm. yeah and, well and then it, 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 and if you are unable it's like well then then you can adopt like no one's ever yeah. been like no one no one no one has ever asked me or said to me it's like well cody it's like you, know, you don't have kids are you going to adopt no one's ever said that but women get that all the time it's like yeah again blame society yeah <laughs> <laughs> stop it society leave us alone <laughs> Um, this is a very personal one, so you can pass on this. Okay. Um, have you considered permanent sterilization and what would you say to other child-free men about it? I would say I haven't really considered it. And some people in the child-free space, like they might try to gatekeep me and be like, oh, well, you're not really child-free because you could have kids one day. I mean, oh, I guess. I mean, you know, but you know, it's a surgery. Guys are scared of surgeries. We're babies. Like we don't like doctors. I don't know. Like I've never felt 
the need to have to get sterilized. I'm in a stable, happy, trusting relationship. So I'm not worried about that. I mean, it would be my fault if I had a child somewhere else, but and I'm not doing that. So for me, there's, there's no reason for me to get sterilized. My wife's uh, able to utilize uh, birth control effectively, and I'll help out in any other way that I can in that regard of birth control. Um, but getting actually, you know, getting the SNP is, is not something I, I ever thought about until probably just a few years ago, getting more involved with the child-free community and, you know, being supportive of other men who have gotten, it's like, yeah, it's like high five, dude, like good for you, get a vasectomy. That's cool. But for me, myself, it's a personal choice and I don't feel the need to have it done. Sure. All right. Moving on to the topic of dating. Mm -hmm. So how and when should this topic be addressed in early dating? It should be addressed in your profile immediately, which it sounds <laughs> like it sounds like in a lot of the Facebook groups and forums and Reddit and whatever, it, it is addressed and people don't care. They're still going to message you whether they're a single mom or a single dad and still try to date you, but it should definitely always be in the profile. And I think again, it's because they don't understand what the definition means. Mm. They're think what they might be thinking is, oh, you don't want to have kids. So you'll be a great parent for my kids. And like, here we go. Like they don't understand what that actually is. Uh, but I mean, why beat around the bush? Like that's, unless you're meeting a stranger, like a blind date you're, and you know nothing about this person at all. And they don't know anything about you. You might wait till the second date, but it needs to come up in the first three dates. If you're serious about moving forward with that person, if it's like, you know, whatever swipe, right. Whatever the kids do these days. I don't know if it's something like that, then, I mean, if it's not going to proceed as a relationship, maybe still talk about it, but you don't have to, I guess. But if you, if you want to have a relationship, you need to have that conversation early. My wife and I did when we were dating and that's like, yeah, that's where like, Oh, like magic. Like, it's like, Oh, this is great. Like we, we can, we can literally like see five, 10, 20, 30, 50 years ahead in our life and what it's going to be like and how happy we're going to be. And so, yeah, have that conversation early. Yeah. Agreed. Where are the others? Where are all the other child-free men? Tell us how to find them. They're hiding in the wild. You have to, <laughs> again, like we're wearing shirts and stuff. The child-free community, we don't really advertise men or women. Like we just don't, I mean, there might yeah. be a bumper sticker here and there. You might see someone that has a shirt, maybe, uh, but probably not just because of the social backlash, but it needs to be more uh, common. But a, a nugget I took away from the child-free convention um, during our child-free guys chat that we had where we actually had child-free guys on there was that it seems like you've got the child-free community and you have the antinatalist community, which is samesies, but different at the same time. Like it's again, kind of like a, a kinship, a cousinship, you know, I'm child-free, but I'm not an antinatalist. And there are, there are parents who are antinatalists. So it's not like you have to be one or the other, but what was brought up is that the antinatalist community seems more heavily skewed demographically for men, whereas a child-free demographic seems more heavily skewed for women in almost the exact same ratio. It's almost at best an 80-20 ratio, 80% women in child-free groups, 80% men in the antinatalist group. So wow. go troll some antinatalist group and you might find some guys, but I mean, again, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it, it all comes down to personalities. And if that's what your, your mantra, what you believe in type of scenario, uh, but I think the child-free men aren't as vocal because we don't feel the need to be. Child-free groups, if you've got 15% uh, men in a child-free group, like that's like the best case scenario for almost all of them. I've I, I run a, a financial group 
uh, for child-free people. Uh, and I, I just looked at the numbers the other day and it was like, yeah, it was like 15%. And so it doesn't matter about what a stereotype might be with like, it was like finances. Oh, clearly that's going to be all guys that just want to learn about money and whatever. No, it's, it's dominantly child-free women. Again, the child-free men just don't have a need to come to the space. And that's one of the mysteries. So if I can figure that out, I'll let you know, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're out there, but it, it, that one little nugget from the convention, this really struck a chord with me. It's like, they're, they're in a whole different community, like the, from what it sounds like. And so yeah. again, if anyone can fact check that, if you know numbers, if you can dissect that and see if that's true about the antinatalist community, if it seems like it's more heavily skewed with men that are child-free, not necessarily that they have to be, but that, that are child-free, it's like, I guess we got to throw a mixer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got to get the app going, like have a dating <laughs> there component. We go. <laughs> well, and, and people bring that up too about, it's like, oh, it's hard to, to date and child. And there have been, I've seen them come and go. Yeah. Both, both child-free communities have come and gone and child-free apps for dating have come and gone. Right now, there's no magic bullet to find it other than, you know, just make it, don't be ashamed, make it known to your friends. If, if they happen to know that you're child-free and they hear there's like a child-free guy out there, trust me, they're going to set you up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk about it. Okay. This question from this person's experience, they have found that sometimes men will lie about wanting children. This comes from a woman who has on dating apps seen that men will often say they want to have kids, but when she offers up that she doesn't, they backpedal and say, that's what they thought women wanted to hear. So why do men do that? I guess. So I'll question. give you some guys, some guys speak here. So um, there's maybe two reasons for that. One is, yeah, maybe the guy doesn't think that he has a big enough dating pool. If he limits himself to finding people who are child-free again, he might not even know the term or how to find it or how to look for it. So again, that's why there are so few of us because you have to learn that the community even exists. Um, so yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily lying on the app saying that they want kids or kind of like my situation. I didn't know that was an option, but like, I, it's, I just didn't know like that, that, you know, until I had a conversation with my wife while we're dating that children don't have to be on the table, like ding, ding, ding. Like, I guess you could say I was like one of those guys. Like I, I would have been like, oh yeah, you know, kids, sure. Like question mark, because that's what just berated and beaten into your head that that's what you're supposed to say as a guy, like you're supposed to you know, want to have kids. And so, and until they have that conversation, so, you know, ladies, women, like, you know, have it, like, you know, feel free to put it out there that you don't want kids. Um, the other side of that coin is dudes just swiping right. Like, I don't like, you know, is he going to tell, <laughs> he's going to tell you what you want to hear for end game results. <laughs> so, mm. um, but if, you know, I guess diving a little bit deeper into if that formed into a relationship, the unfortunate thing that we see in um, a lot of community posts and forms is that their spouse partner has changed their mind. And now mm. they want to have kids after for years saying they didn't want to have kids. And, you know, people want to be like, oh, it's a bio biological clock, which doesn't exist. That's not a thing. But anyway, that's another topic. Uh, but for men, what I think it is, is just the urge of like just lineage, like, you know, the whole beating your chest, carrying on your name, your bloodline, whatever excuse you want to have, that might be why the man is changing his mind in their relationship and then wanting to have kids. 
you know, some people were like, oh, well, he was never child free. He was just childless and didn't know it. Maybe, maybe it's like, but I mean, in a way, don't be so hard on the ex-wife or ex-husband for changing their mind because they might not have fully understood what it entails with this community. Like, I don't know, like I would guess 99 times out of a hundred, the partners were probably pretty clear with their spouse on not ever wanting to have kids. And the other person was like, maybe a fence sitter or might've been on board, but then all of a sudden, who knows, people can change their mind. It's, it's okay yeah. to change your mind, like one side or the other. I mean, it's okay if someone's in a relationship and their spouse wants to have a kid really bad. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, put the brakes on. I don't like that's no, <laughs> that, that's okay too. Like we, we can't berate one side and then accept it for ours. Like we have to always put the mirror up to our own community and say, well, how are we looking at the other side? You know, mm. it, are, are we being as harsh to them as what we feel like they're being toward us? And yeah, we might be. We have to just have some compassion in the situation. And of course, you know, if it's a personal relationship, you know, compassion is out the window. But, um, but just some understanding overall that, yeah, people can change their mind one way or another. Yeah. Did, I, did that answer the question? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you definitely did answer it. I think that was a really interesting to think about. Yeah. Maybe like this woman, this interaction on the dating app between them, it was the first time the guy realized that you, you don't have thing. to have kids. Yeah. Right. That, that, yeah. That you, you could have been the first woman he's ever gone on a date with that says that said they don't want to have a child. And he, there might've been a sigh of relief in his head. Like, oh my God. This is great. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. Who knows, or well, like I said, other side of the coin, there's an ends to the means of saying that. So <laughs> take right. it for what it's worth. <laughs> and the final question: Do you, Cody, have any single child-free friends? I think male is what they're um, looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I guess just like within the child-free community, it, it seems like it's it it well, it, it doesn't seem like it. It is heavily skewed for women, but the the guys do seem to kind of do do together like we just kind of buddy up and so it it seems easier for guys to make contact with other child-free guys and to build that relationship and and be open about it because we kind of understand each other i guess a little bit um so yes i do know child-free men that are single please don't blow up my email box <laughs> uh, but but they're out there and it, it's you know when i was first getting started in like my child-free journey, like going back to like, you know, 2014, 2015, like just joining groups and just being voyeuristic, just seeing the topics. And then when I wanted to start actually getting involved in doing something like child-free family, for example, when I would see someone make a post of, hey, where's everybody from? Uh, of course, I want to say, hey, there's a map for this. You can go to child-free family and find it, whatever. But I, I wanted to ask the admins if that was okay first. And I felt backlash from a lot of the admins, which I mean, they're almost all women. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I was a man, but I don't know. I, it just felt like they didn't trust me and, mm -hmm. or believe me that I, I don't know. It, it, it was very strange. And so it, it's a very hard thing to, to fully articulate, but that might be part of the reason why child for men don't feel accepted in the community, because it, it's one of the things where if you look at a lot of the topics, Sometimes they can go off on um, this, you know, this is again, a whole nother thing like toxic masculinity or being um, sexist or whatever it might be. Yeah, I totally agree with the, the points that they're making, but I've also seen a lot of posts where they just bash men just for bashing men. And I think that 
from a guy standpoint, if they join that group and see that kind of a post, they're gonna be like, well, this group, this isn't for me. Like, I don't want to join this group and just see hate and, you know, be beat up online, just even if they're not involved in the conversation. And so they'll leave. And so that might play a little bit of a part in it um, of why men aren't as active in the child-free community. I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, in the verbiage, a lot of times when people talk about being child-free, child-free women, they're, they're of course speaking for themselves, which you should. I try to say child-free people or child-free mm. community. I try to be as inclusive as I can with my verbiage. I don't want to speak for child-free men. It's like, oh, this is a child-free man's standpoint. Um, I certainly can't speak from a child-free woman's standpoint, but I can speak from a community standpoint. And I think the more we can use those inclusive group terms, it, it helps move things forward a little bit. I don't know. That's a whole nother topic for another day, but... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Now you made some, I mean, I'm just sitting here like, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, (laughs) I mean, I think if the, if it was flipped, like I would be probably hesitant to, to do what I'm doing in this space. So yeah, it makes sense to think of what is the language? How are we speaking? Is it welcoming? for child-free men um, in the spaces we're creating. And all not all spaces have to be welcoming to child-free men. Like they're, you'll, yeah. you'll definitely need like your girl's owns, like, you know, women need to be in their own, you know, that, that's fine. Totally do that. Um, but if it's a space that's going to be inclusive of everybody, um, yeah, look at the overall discussions. Like I, I'll see people like bash single dads, but then go to the defense of single moms. Mm. So it's like, that's an underlying tone to that, that again, a guy's going to pick up on and might leave the group. They might be like, Oh, you know, they're just going to bash men in here. So I'm going to leave. Like they don't even give it a chance. And our attention spans real short as men. Like you got it. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, thank you, Cody, for uh, setting the record straight and speaking on behalf of all child. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but thank you truly for taking a, a stab at those questions. That was sure, fun. Yeah. And Yeah. Thank you so much for everything you're doing and for taking the time to come chat with me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I love it. And I hope you have me back for round two one day. I would absolutely love to. It's, it's a plan. We'll make it happen. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I'll catch you next time. Hey listener, real quick before you go, if you're curious what it might be like to work with a coach around any aspect of your child-free life, or the decision to have kids in the first place. You can book a free 45-minute clarity call with me through my Instagram page. My handle is at Coach Anna Olson, and you'll find a link to book your session in the link tree. I cannot wait to talk to you.